Welcome to the Relationship Diversity Podcast, where we celebrate, question, and explore all aspects of relationship structure diversity, from soloamory to monogamy to polyamory and everything in between, because every relationship is as unique as you are. We'll bust through societal programming to break open and dissect everything we thought we knew about relationships, to ask the challenging but transformational questions, who am I and what do I really want in my relationships? I'm your guide, Carrie Jaroslow, best-selling author, speaker, intuitive, and coach. Join me as we reimagine all that our most intimate relationships can become. How are you feeling today? No, really, how are you really feeling? How often, when asked this question, do we just say, I'm good or I'm fine? We have a lot of social conditioning that keeps us from going deeper and really asking ourselves how we're doing. And when someone asks you, How are you? what do you typically say? Or when you ask someone how they are, are you really wanting to know? I've been asking myself these kinds of questions for over 10 years. Although it seems like the friendly or appropriate thing to say to someone when you see them, it has felt like an empty question with an equally empty answer. Niceties to show interest, but to keep an emotional distance, keeping us from really experiencing a momentary, authentic connection of feeling seen and heard. Maybe we think no one really wants to know. Maybe we think no one really cares, that they're just asking to be nice, or because they've been socially conditioned to begin every conversation with, how are you? Maybe this has caused us to gloss over how we're really doing. Maybe if we ask ourselves this question, with the desire to really want to know, we won't like what we hear. But in this self-honesty lies opportunity. If we know where we really are, what we really feel, we can then look at where we really want to be and who we really want to join us. We can be more honest with ourselves about the kinds of people we want to connect with and which connections feel good and which feel hurtful. And this is so important when we're talking about intimate relationships. So I'll ask you again, how are you feeling today? I used to always say, I'm good because I thought it was what I should say and always wondered, does the person really want to know? But when I started to take a pause with some people and say, thanks for asking, hmm, how am I feeling? Then I check in with myself and give a real answer. I found that with some people, it allowed space to engage in an honest moment between us. They could drop the everything is fine mask and we could have a real moment together. I think relationships, whether intimate, friendship, familial, or business, are at their best when they're meaningful. Okay, so what does that mean? Well, to me, at its foundation, meaningful involves connection, whether momentary or long-term. Even if I'm in a store and I lock eyes with a person for a split second and we smile at each other, this meaningful moment of connection helps me to feel a sense of belonging, no matter how fleeting it may seem in the moment. So in today's episode, I'll look at connection, what that is, why it's so important in intimate relationships, and what keeps us from authentically connecting with others. We'll also look at 
ways we can create deeper connections with people who can meet us in that space, those with whom we feel safe. So what is connection? According to an article in Psych Central, connection is when two or more people interact with each other and each person feels valued, seen, and heard. There's no judgment and you feel stronger and nourished after engaging with them. I love that definition of connection. Long ago, we used to live in tribes, in communities where there was support and care for all people. The digital age was supposed to bring people together, and in many ways, it has. I have friends in all parts of the world that I feel a closeness with because I can hop on a Zoom call with them. But it has also caused us to be physically isolated in our own little worlds and in our own heads and minds. When I get lost in my mental landscape, I can become lost, scared, and anxious. But as soon as I reach out to someone and get perspective, a valve opens in my mind and I feel this just great sense of release. Added on that, feeling heard and supported by another, and my mood shifts almost immediately. And this is the value of human connection. Connecting with others is a basic human need and benefits our mind, body, and spirit. It gives us that sense of belonging. When we have a good interaction with another person and we feel like we've been able to be our authentic selves, it can be incredibly healing. To be seen, heard, and acknowledged by another person can help us feel not so alone. Loneliness is a huge pandemic made even more severe from the last several years of forced isolation, and it directly affects people's mental health. True connection is the balm that heals this deep wound. So let's look at how human connection has been shown to help us. Number one is it helps us mentally by elevating our mood, improving the way we feel about ourselves and releasing stress. Two is connection could extend our life. Research from PNAS or Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences of the United States of America found that positive social connections can actually help you live longer. They found that loneliness can be more damaging sometimes than obesity and smoking. And three, healthy connection lifts our spirits. In the first few years of motherhood, I felt so alone, especially in those 2 a.m. feeding moments. My mood and outlook on life always significantly lifted when I connected with a friend and we had a mom-baby play date. Even if they were going through different circumstances, I felt a weight lifted off me that I wasn't all alone in a vacuum. If you aren't feeling connected to others or feel fear at the thought of vulnerably being yourself, even with your most trusted friends or partners, it's important to look at why. Where does the fear come from? Or why do you shy away from authentic connection? I remember the first time I saw the New York City off-Broadway show Blue Man Group, which I ended up working for for about 12 years. The year was 1993, and I was in the little tiny 299-seat theater, the Astor Place Theater in the Lower East Side. I was with my boyfriend. 
And in that show, the blue man breaks the fourth wall, looks out into the audience, and then slowly enters the audience, climbing on the seat's armrests. Before I could really figure out what was happening, a blue man was directly over me, looking down into my eyes. My instinct was to look away because I felt as if he was peering into my soul. And this may sound dramatic, but it was really how I felt. His eyes felt so accepting and loving. It's hard to put into words how deeply that moment affected me. In what seemed like a blink of an eye, I realized how closed off I had become and how much I feared this deep sense, this deep moment of connection. I had come to understand that I had isolated myself because it kept me safe. I had gotten my heart hurt when I was younger and by almost every guy I had dated up to that point, including the boyfriend I was sitting with. My relationship struggles started making sense to me. In keeping myself safe, I was turning myself off to something that could bring me deep fulfillment, authentic human connection. This aha moment came in what could have been seen as just a look from a performer pretending to be this character. But to me, it was like a spiritual awakening, an awareness of where I was, how I had gotten there, and where I really wanted to be. The wounds that keep you safe also keep you from experiencing the joy of connection and belonging, and they're worth investigating to bring more meaningful connections to your life. And I do want to note here that sometimes help from a therapist or coach is necessary if there are some dark repressed feelings. So here are some possible circumstances that can cause an initial wound to manifest in isolation and disconnection. So the first possible circumstance, something like this. My parents were never affectionate. Whenever I wanted to give them a hug, they pulled away. I learned that physical connection was not okay and that I'm safer in my own space. Or at 13 years old, my new middle school friends broke out in laughter at me when I was being my silly self. I learned that I wasn't safe being my real self and that I could only safely connect in a surface way, in a way I thought I would be accepted. Or this one, a partner of mine constantly told me that I was wrong to feel the feelings I had. This made me terrified to express myself and I pulled away from being vulnerable, feeling safer keeping my thoughts and feelings to myself. Or my mom punished me because she said she loved me and was only wanting to raise me in a proper way. Anytime I expressed my point of view and it differed from hers, she'd slap me and tell me that I was a child, that she knew best for me. I formed the belief that my thoughts and feelings weren't good or right. I learned I was safer keeping everything to myself. Or another one. I'm adopted. I've never known who my birth parents are. Even though I had great adoptive parents, I have a deep inexplicable feeling of not being wanted. Even though I have a wide friend circle, I don't really let myself be myself because I'm scared if I do, they won't want me in their circle. I feel alone because they don't really know who I am. Or, I'm an only child. My parents divorced when I was three years old and my dad disappeared. My mom had to work and left me alone starting at five years old. I had to learn how to take care of myself and rely on myself. 
This has led me to be independent, which is great, but it's also caused me to feel like I can't depend on anyone to help me. If I do, they may leave me just like my dad did. Another one is like this. Growing up, I felt so different than all my friends, but I wanted to fit in. So I just became what I thought they wanted, never truly connecting with me. I felt so alone, but I was safer this way because I heard them make fun of people who I felt were more like me. So the last one is, I'm ashamed of where I grew up. When I left home to go to college, I left that identity. My friends don't know anything about that, and I don't want them to because I think they'll judge me. I keep my friendship connections very superficial so they don't find out about my childhood. Do any of these resonate with you? I think almost everyone has some form of wounding, whether from external circumstances or internal judgments that keep us from being our true self in our relationships, which then keeps us from establishing and experiencing these deeper, authentic connections. A great way to explore this is by getting to know yourself and finding acceptance with who you really are. A great episode to listen to for more guidance is episode six, How Do I Get to Know Myself? If this is a scary process, I encourage you to find a therapist or coach to help you move towards more self-love, self-acknowledgement, and self-acceptance. While getting to know yourself, you can also explore these ways of cultivating deeper connections with others. One is identify what kind of connections would feel most supportive to you at this time. Where would you feel safe connecting with others? And who do you feel safest around? Take stock of the people in your life. Is there anyone who you feel you can be your truest self with? Maybe a grandparent, friend, coworker, or partner? Reach out to them. Schedule a time to meet and share with them. Maybe it's for coffee, a meal, or just a walk in the park. If the person lives in a different place, schedule a phone chat or better yet, a Zoom or FaceTime chat. Having an extra bonus of seeing their face can help you feel more connected. Two, with those you feel safe, practice ways to show up slightly more vulnerable. Maybe simply by expressing how you're really doing and feeling. Start the conversation off with gratitude for their place in your life. This little moment can add a level of vulnerability, which will deepen the connection and conversation instead of keeping it surface. Ask them questions and really listen to the answers. If there's no one currently in your life who you feel safe connecting with, search for groups with similar interests, groups where you can be yourself. What hobbies do you have? What do you like to do? Where could you find places that may have people who share your interests? This is a great idea when talking about relationship diversity, gender diversity, or sexual orientation diversity, or really any way you identify that may be out of socio-normative labels. The best way to not feel so alone or different is to find others who are more like you. This is where the internet becomes connective. There are communities for absolutely every interest or lifestyle. I'm pretty amazed by that. And lastly, if the thought of connecting with a human is too much for you at any time, think about connecting with an animal. Petting a dog releases the hormone oxytocin, which acts as a neurotransmitter and has been shown to suppress the secretion of the stress hormone cortisol. 
also known as the cuddle hormone or the trust hormone. It's also been shown to aid in the formation of social attachments. So there's a lot to be gained by spending time cuddling or petting an animal. If you can't have a pet for one reason or another, try being creative. Maybe you can volunteer at an animal shelter, spend time walking a friend's dog, or even take up pet sitting and make some extra money in the process. It takes courage, intention, and choice to really show up in a vulnerable way that will deepen connection with another person. It's not always easy and many times feels uncomfortable, even when a level of emotional intimacy has already been established. Many times I'll slowly dip my toe in the sea of vulnerability to see if I'm met. And if I am, then I may step my foot in, then the other foot, opening up at each level to ease into the connection. But when I'm able to go there, show my vulnerability, feel accepted and heard, which contributes to my sense of belonging, the connection I feel lifts me higher than a kite. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Relationship Diversity Podcast. Want to learn more about relationship diversity? I've got a free guide I'd love to send you. Go to www.relationshipdiversitypodcast.com to get your sent right to you. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe to the podcast. You being here and participating in the conversation about relationship diversity is what helps us create a space of inclusivity and acceptance together. The more comfortable and normal it is to acknowledge the vast and varied relating we all do, the faster we'll shift to a paradigm of conscious, intentional, and diverse relationships. New episodes are released every Tuesday and Thursday. Stay connected with me through my website, kerryjarislow.com, Instagram, and TikTok. Stay curious. Every relationship is as unique as you are. wondering why you never seem to find lasting fulfillment in your relationships? Or do you create the same kinds of relationship experiences over and over again? Can you never seem to find even one person who you want to explore a relationship with? Have you just given up hope altogether? If this sounds like you, my recent book, Why Do They Always Break Up With Me, is the perfect place to start. The foundation of any relationship, whether intimate or not, is the relationship we have with ourselves. In the book, I lead you through eight clear steps to start or continue your self-exploration journey. You'll learn about the importance of self-acceptance, gratitude, belief shifting, and forgiveness, and given exercises to experience these life-changing concepts. This is the process I use to shift my relationships from continual heartbreak to what they are now, fulfilling, soul-nourishing, compassionate, and loving. It is possible for you. This book can set you on a path to get there. Currently available through Amazon or through the link in the show notes.